We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Welcome, this is Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark coming to you from Ascension Lutheran Church where I serve as pastor in beautiful South St. Louis. And I am Pastor Jolly John Lekumski, and yes, I'm also in a very, very beautiful area right now, Northfield, Minnesota, 75 degrees weather today. Uh, this is the place to be in the summertime, trust me, Matt. Not bad, John. Yeah, it's 110 here in St. Louis. So. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have no idea what the temperature actually will be because we're recording this several weeks in advance. But but it is it is the July 1st episode, so it could very well be 110 degrees in St. That's Louis. That's for sure. And 110% humidity to boot. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's summer in right. St. Louis for you. <laughs> yeah, that's what Lynn said. I just stepped outside and I'd be sweating. I didn't even have to do anything exactly uh, but I'm, I'm glad that i mentioned that this is the first episode of july you know last week we had mentioned paul clayton who was one of the founders of wrestling with the basics so a big big radio promoter he actually and knew thought, what he was doing john right i did. mean I have, we don't know what we're doing we're just no. pastors but paul <laughs> was a professional he was good really good <laughs> He did radio for a living. And so in, in honor of Paul, I think I, I think we need to do a promotion to try to get more people to listen to us. Uh, I mean, it's not like we, we, you don't already have all kinds of great reasons to listen to Wrestling with the Basics. You, you got your dumb jokes. You got your excellent Bible study. You, you got your occasional health tips and, and, and housekeeping advice and stuff like that. But but this is what we're going to start doing today. Today, this since this is the first episode <laughs> All right, of July. What are we doing now? <laughs> if you listen to Wrestling with the Basics, every time you listen to the show, you're going to get a free Wrestling with the Basics bonus bucks. Okay. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! Yeah, that sounds every great. Every time John. you listen, a free Wrestling with the Basics bonus bucks. In fact, in fact, Matt. We're going to give triple for the summer. Whoa. If you listen in July and August, you won't get just one bonus buck, but you will get three bonus bucks. Okay? Wow. Tell me Pretty more, impressive. John. <laughs> <laughs> more? Isn't that enough, Matt? That... I mean, we're giving, we're giving away bonus bucks. I think that would be... Yeah, you right. got a point, Can... though, don't you, Matt? I, I never thought about that. What do you do with a bonus Is bucks? Is there a place to redeem these bonus bucks? Oh, man. I didn't think this through, man. I can see that I didn't really think this through. Um, redeem, you said. Redeem. So, like, like, what do you mean by redeem, Matt? Well, you know, I mean, there are these, these bonus bucks. Can they be used towards something, John? Is there? Oh, oh, towards, towards something. Oh, well. All right, man. I tell you what. I'll have to think about it. I, I guess I didn't really think through this whole life. I just I like the idea of bonus bucks but all right so next week I'll, I'll, I'll work on that Matt what exactly can you do but 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 right now I'll tell you what we'll give you five bonus bucks every time you listen Whoa. okay are 10 would 10 be what good do you think, Matt 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we'll figure out what that means next next week. So, okay. Yeah, I'll redeem them. I never thought of that. Okay. All right. Well, Matt, we need if, to get if, back if, onto if, the show. You know, if, if right, our listeners, ahead. well, I was just going to mention, John, if our listeners don't know it, this, this is unrehearsed, these introductions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably assume that already, but I, 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 they suspect it. I'm sure, Matt. <laughs> I'm sure they suspect. <laughs> but again, hey, what's the what's the big deal? You're getting ten free bonus bucks. There you huh? go. What's your problem? What do you have to complain about? That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's what right. other show on KFUO is giving out bonus bucks? Much less I don't ten bonus bucks a, every time you listen. Not a single one. That's right. <laughs> and then, you know what? If if you listen to the same episode twice, we'll still give you ten bucks per each episode, even That's though right. it's the same episode. Okay. In fact, we really we really like if you do that because it boosts our our numbers. Because <laughs> they don't know how many people are actually listening; they just know how many times the stupid thing is downloaded. So. <laughs> So do us a favor, even if you don't listen to it, just like download it like <laughs> a dozen times. <laughs> ten right. bonus bucks and coming we'll, your way. And we don't care whether you listen to it or not. We'll still give you ten bonus bucks for each each download. <laughs> All right. Paul would be proud. He would be proud. <laughs> um, so so you you did you did the Trinity. That's a basic fundamental. Yes. Uh, and I would suggest you another basic fundamental trademark of Christianity is the 12 apostles, right? Yeah. Do you have them you anywhere else? I think people that aren't even familiar with Christianity, you know, they, they, they know the 12 apostles. That's, a, you know, that's a common phrase, 12 disciples. Uh, people know that whether they're Christians or not, right? That's uh, foundational. But the question I want to ask you, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, because as you said, we don't, we don't prepare any of this. This is pretty obvious. Uh, do you know why? Do you know why we have an, uh, 12 apostles? Why the 12? So why the number 12, John? No, I don't really care about the number. It could have been a dozen, 10, <laughs> 9. I don't care. But why even have a bunch, a bunch of apostles? Why Why do we have a bunch of apostles? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the number 12 in particular, I think there's a connection to the, the well, tribes, go ahead. Do, do right? the, why, why do you think the 12? The, well, I would say, you know, the, the tribes of Israel, I think there's kind okay. of a neat connection there, too. And, you know, why why did God choose 12 tribes, right? Um, these, these sons of Jacob. But, you know, so I think there's a neat connection there between the Old and New Testament, uh, for one thing. Uh, but, you know, why, why have 12 and not just one or two? Um, you know, I would say, um, you know, as they... You know, looking, be, you know, in Jesus' ministry and even beyond, right, after his ascension, you know, there's more people to, to go out and share the good news of, the, of who Jesus Christ is. So, so going back to the 12 thing, now that you brought that up, uh, it is interesting, like you said, you've got 12 tribes, 12, 12 apostles. It is interesting that you have to have a 12, too, because, you know, when Judas dies, what's the first yeah. thing that the early church does? Yeah, so you're right away. They 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 search the scriptures, right? The Old Testament, and one one will take his place, and so they um, they cast lots and they they fill that void. And Matthias is the guy who's chosen, and he takes Judas's place. And, and is it Matthias? Yeah, I guess it is. Okay, I'm sorry. I I don't I don't remember the names. There's too many of them. <laughs> if, if if there was like, see, Trinity was a good thing. You got three of them: got Father, three, Son, yes. Holy Spirit. But now you get into 12. It's just, okay. Uh, uh, it, it did interest me, though, that you got the same thing in Revelation, where you have a listing of 12 tribes, and yet they're different. They're different than the 12 tribes yeah. that are in the Old Testament. Well, and then, and, yeah, and, uh, yeah. 
Go ahead. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, in, in Revelation yeah. also have the 24 elders, right? And oh, all yeah. of a sudden there's 24. What's the deal with that? But it's I think there's a connection to the, the 12 tribes in the Old Testament, 12 apostles in the New, and and this this unity of the the prophets and the apostles, right? The Old and New Testament uh, coming together there in this fulfillment in in heaven itself, uh, gathered around Jesus, uh, worshiping Him. So yes, some neat connections I think uh, with the, with the 12 apostles. And, and what's interesting is that this happened to have 12, because like I said, the list of the tribes is different in, mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. uh, book of Revelation. Uh, my wife was puzzled by that, actually asked our pastor, Pastor Lane here at uh, Peace uh, Lutheran in Fairbow, and do you know he remembered that question six months later? Because when we came back, he said, you know, I've got an answer for your question, Lynn. And the answer is that one of those tribes was apostate. In the Old Testament, it was apostate, and but but see, there's you still had to fill it in, so they had to bring in another one of the the grandchildren in this case to make sure you still had had twelve. So about to have to have twelve, even if one of them, like Judas, is apostate, you, you still got to come have someone come back in and replace that. Well, well, anyway, back to the original question, which wasn't just why there's twelve. Because uh, I would have been happy with just one or two. <laughs> you know, less to keep track of. <laughs> less to keep track of. Uh, but I, I, I was reading in Matthew 9, verse 35, and it actually is what you just said, this desire to get the word out uh, to everybody. But, but there's a very, very fine motive given for why Jesus sends out apostles. So if you don't mind reading, you got your, you have your Bible with you? Did you bring it today? I've got it. All right. Always, So if John. you would, wouldn't mind reading at verse 9, verse 35 through 38. All right. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So, so the reason we have these men being sent out is because Jesus has compassion. I'd never thought of it that way before. You know, we just kind of think, well, that's what he does. He, he has these 12, and well, there's some about 12. you got 12 tribes. He's got, but, but, but the basic motive is because when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. Uh, one of my favorite words in the Bible, splognidzomai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just kind of, it's, that's cool sounding word, splognidzomai. Uh, what, do you, what do you know about splognidzomai? You know anything about splognidzomai? Yeah, about so that, that's a, a fun Greek word. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's translated compassion. But boy, you know, really, just kind of you can almost it's what it's one of those words like an onomatopoeia, right? Where it it kind of yeah. it's a sound that you know it, it it's a it's a word that sounds like something and splognizomai, you know, kind of sounds like <laughs> your gut, you know, it's coming out of your gut and it's kind of this deep down out of your gut kind of compassion, pity um, for someone or something. So. It's, it's kind of this, oh, really down-to-the-core compassion for someone. Yeah, I like that image, down-to-the-core. Yeah, you're right. Actually, it is, it is a reference to the guts, the splognidzo. Uh, uh, and and uh, as an illustration, uh, right before we moved up to Northfield, uh, 
we found my son, Josh, of all people, on the bathroom floor. He had had, he had injured his back and he had a back spasm that was so painful he wasn't able to stand up on his own. Uh, and, and when I saw him, I felt splognizomai. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty concerned guy. I, I, I am concerned about people, but there was something different about that need in that moment and that feeling in my gut for Josh and what can I do to help him and take care of him. And by the way, God was good to us. You know, it doesn't always work out that way. A lot of times our illnesses and struggles last around for long, but but we got him into to urgy care and they gave him some muscle relaxants and some anti-inflammatories. And by golly, within a couple of days, he was back up and around yeah. and he's back to work and doing fine. But, but I thought that was just a great illustration of this feeling inside of us. And that's what Jesus has. It's what he had for the people in his day. It's what he has for the people of our day, uh, harassed and helpless uh, the Greek word there for helpless actually means to be beat down, which which it tickles me because we still have that imagery in our day, don't we, about the people that are beat down, have been beat down. Yeah. And, and when he sees that, 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 that bothers him. And here's what I think is interesting. So what does he suggest is the response? Knowing that we have a God. Now we're back to this whole triune God thing you had last week, Matt. Now we know what that God this triune God, that what, what brings him together, what makes his oneness, what, they, what he's one in is compassion, okay? That's part of the unity. I don't care whether he's Father, Son, or Holy Spirit, you can trust that he has splognizomite, compassion. And what's he suggest then that we should do? What's he suggest we should do in verse 37? Yeah, so, the, well, pray earnestly <laughs> to the Lord yeah. of the harvest to, to send out laborers into the harvest field. Yeah, I would thank you for emphasizing the word earnestly there, too. So not as merely some kind of perfunctory thing that we do, uh, we can mark off our worship list. Okay, yeah, let's see, we got to read the Bible, got to preach, got to have the Lord. Oh, yeah, don't forget, we got to... No, no. Because he's got compassion. We would be fools if we didn't pray to him, because we know he has splognizomai, he has compassion on us. My son yelled out when I walked in the door, he said, Dad... And that's the natural reaction of faith. Why wouldn't we call out to the God who has compassion upon us? And that brings us then to the next thing. And, and he answers. He answers those prayers. He answers those prayers. Maybe not immediately in all circumstances. Like I said, in the case of my son Josh, we were glad that it came in just a few days. We've got other medical issues going on, and those things might go on for months and even years. I, I, I don't know why sometimes he answers immediately. Sometimes he, he makes us be patient. With, but I do know this much, that in his compassion, he's going to respond to our prayers. And that's why we have apostles. It's the answer to the prayer, isn't it? Send out the laborers into the harvest. And Jesus says, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, any other thoughts you have about those verses, and then let's move on to the actual apostles themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the, the the beauty of compassion, and here, you know, who is Jesus having compassion on? He's going throughout the cities, the villages, teaching the synagogues, proclaiming the kingdom, healing the diseases, and when he sees the crowds in all these cities and villages, you know, he, he has compassion on them because they're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. You know, the they're just confused, and I can't help but think that even some of the very people he's having compassion on are the people who were out to get him. You know, oh, Pharisees yeah. and Sadducees yeah. perhaps included as he does these travels. And yet, what's his reaction? Uh, what's, what's his response? Compassion. And I, 
I think of of our world today. You know, there's a lot of people who are, boy, just sort of harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. You know, they don't know, you know, um, they don't know, you know, what's right and wrong sometimes, it seems like. They don't, they certainly don't know they have a Savior who loves them and cares for them and has compassion on them. And so what's our response to that? Well, I hope it's like, it's Christ-like, that we too would have compassion um, so that they would know uh, that great shepherd, Jesus Christ, uh, the one who, who, who has compassion on them too, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that the, the, the same response today, right? Compassion, prayer, that the Lord would raise up individuals to, to go and to uh, work in the harvest field. And, and I really appreciate your emphasis on the fact that, that even on the people that would probably be shouting, crucify him, crucify him, within the next few years, uh, because as we go to the list of these who are his chosen ones, we, we'll see it's not a matter that, that they deserved it. Uh, yeah. In fact, we will see strikingly that some of them probably shouldn't have been. They wouldn't have been the people we would choose to be our representatives. But 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 that's a comfort to us, too. If ever we find ourselves feeling, well, yeah, I can understand why why Jesus would have compassion on that person. But I don't know. I don't know that he would have compassion upon me uh, with whatever it is that's troubling my conscience, with my lack of faith and trust in him. But, but no, no, no. That The compassion... Trust me, you don't have compassion upon people because they deserve it. That's not how it works. You have compassion upon people because you see their need and you you see that you can be of help to them in their need. Uh, Well, if you wouldn't mind reading verses 10 through 4, let's get a list of the the people now that he's sending out to answer this prayer of sending out the workers, the laborers into the harvest. And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanian and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. And, and so right away, you, you can see, you no, know, it's not a matter of the, these people deserve. That's not why he has compassion, because he has compassion upon Judas Iscariot, who betrays him. It, it always tickles me that Matthew, it, it, no one else gets any kind of clarification other than Judas but, and, and Matthew. And what does Matthew call himself? The tax collector. Yeah, and yeah. It, he could have glossed over that. He's the one writing this gospel, right? <laughs> but he, he includes the tax collector. And he doesn't need to say that because this is also the chapter where he gets the call. You know, so we already know that. But mm-hmm, I, I think mm-hmm. it's kind of cool that Matthew says, yeah, I was a tax collector. And yet, yet he had compassion on people. And, and, and I think, as, as you said earlier, Matt, see, that's a cool thing. He takes people and he has compassion upon them and turns around and then uses them to have compassion on other people. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. how it works. Isn't it compassion cool. upon compassion? Compassion for the crowds, but compassion on the people he sends out to teach and preach among the crowds. That's that's pretty neat. And so we love as he first loved us. Yeah, that, that's how it works. Now, the question is, Matt met uh, a few weeks ago, and, and this actually became a foundation for one of my sermons, is you made a, a distinction between what the Bible describes and what the Bible, Bible prescribes, right? What, what we have to do and what the Bible just tells yes. us happened. 
Uh, and, and it occurred to me this is a perfect example of that because these 12 men were going to have authority over unclean spirits. They were going to cast out the spirits. They are going to heal every disease and every affliction. And that, of course, that's just a description. Have you ever done any of those things in your ministry, Matt? Not in the way that the apostles did, no. No, no. Uh, and, and, and I haven't either. I haven't either. In fact, why don't you read, let's just read a couple of verses here about, uh, if you wouldn't mind, read verses 5 through, uh, let's just read verses 5 through 10. Okay. Uh, okay. These 12 Jesus sent out, instructing them, go nowhere among the Gentiles to enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver, nor copper for your belts, no bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staff, for the laborer deserves his food. Okay. Uh, and, and again, I think this is a perfect illustration of what you talked about earlier about being descriptive, but not prescriptive. Uh, obviously, I don't heal the sick. I, I don't even encounter lepers so that I could cleanse them one way or the other. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I, you, you get paid for being a pastor, don't you, Matt? Yeah, yep. <laughs> okay, so you, you are acquiring gold or silver. I frankly don't have a bag. Well, I do have a bag. I take the bag. We got a nice bag when we travel to Antarctica. <laughs> okay, but but I don't have a sandals or a staff, and, and I don't have one tunic, little less two. So, so what I'm saying is, again, None of these things necessarily apply to the ministry here and now today. Uh, and in fact, what's ironic is none of these prescriptions actually would apply to the apostles forever either. Because what's the one kind of troubling thing that he says to these guys, this troubling direction at the very beginning of these these words? Yeah, they're kind of—he gives them some boundaries, doesn't he? He says, yeah. you know, go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. So he really puts some limits on where he wants them to go in terms of the healing and the teaching and the preaching. And, and yet what's ironic— is at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, and, and we know this, Matt, because you brought this to us, our, our attention, last week. How does it change at the end of the Gospel of Matthew? So, the, yeah, the Gospel of Matthew, I mean, all limits are taken away, right? Um, go yeah. and make disciples of all nations. I mean, leaves absolutely, positively no one out uh, of that disciple-making. So, so, so here's, here's the thing. Uh, uh, not only when we read the Bible do we not need to ask ourselves, is this descriptive or prescriptive? But then even if it's prescriptive, we need to ask ourselves, is this something that God has established for all times and all places and everywhere? Okay? Because not necessarily. Not necessarily. I, I think Jesus is still sending out uh, people into the harvest. I, I think that's what you're doing even as you speak. I think that's what I did, and I continue to do it because I'm preaching at some some smaller churches around here in Minnesota and, and, and Illinois. Uh, but no, not everything that Jesus says in the Bible necessarily applies to all men in all places. Didn't even apply to these men at all times because now, of course, it's a different assignment. Now all nations are to be uh, preached the gospel to not just one particular group, not the, just the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Uh, and, and so we need to remember that. Christians sometimes do, Christians sometimes don't. Uh, we really have to ask ourselves what the loving thing is to do in a particular... Now, now, I'm not denying that the commandments are universal. They apply everywhere, all the time. 
any place. Love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, fear, love, and trust God above all things. And, and as those are explicated in the Ten Commandments. Yeah, that applies everywhere. But outside of that, uh, Christians have a lot of different flexibilities in terms of what choices they make. Now, the problem is, and it's the end of the show, Matt, at this point, we have no idea what any of these instructions have to say about us, <laughs> except to say that we don't necessarily have to follow all of them in our ministry. Uh, so if you don't mind, Matt, and this will actually give me something to talk about <laughs> the next time we get together, uh, um, I want to ask the question, what do these 12 apostles what do they have to say about us today? Okay? Okay. Can we do that next time, Yeah, Matt? sounds like a plan. This has been Wrestling With The Man.